This term, qualitative characteristics of the report, sounds difficult, sir. Tell me what this means. Sounds terrible, but it's quite simple, really. Qualitative characteristics of the reports refers to the target attributes we want of the reports. Say again. The target attributes of the reports. What qualities we want the reports to have. We're talking about the cash flow statement, the income statement and the balance sheet? Yes, those are the reports and we want them to have four attributes so that those reports are more useful to stakeholders. You mean like the owner, manager, potential owners, creditors, potential creditors, etc? Yes, that's right, the stakeholders. We want these reports to have attributes that make them more useful to stakeholders so they can better assess the business performance. The first characteristic is reliability. What does this mean, sir? We want the reports to be reliable. That means we want the information in the reports to be verifiable by reference to the documents that created the data in the first place. I see. Documents are the evidence of the data which is contained in the reports. You are saying that if the data in the reports can be traced to the original documents, the data is reliable. Well done. If we use a few examples, you will better understand. Take the, uh, the cash flow statement as an example. One of the cash inflows would be sales. So we should be able to trace the sales figure reported in the cash flow statement to the documents which prove that sales figure. Well, tell me the documents that would be involved with cash sales. Well, receipts would be the main document. When cash is received, a receipt is generated. The receipt is the documentary evidence of the cash sale. Yes, look, there might be other documents uh, that evidence cash sales, such as cash register rolls, internet transfers, bank statement information, etc. But receipts are the main documentary evidence of cash sales. The receipts prove the sales figure in the cash flow statement, and thus the data in the report is more reliable for stakeholders. Yes, think documentary evidence when explaining this concept of reliability. Reliable reports are underpinned by documentary evidence. Give me another specific example. This time using the income statement, let's use wages expense as the example. The documentary evidence would be the check butts for the wages payments. Good, and some businesses would also have, say, timesheets for their employees as well. So timesheets would also verify the wages data. But wouldn't most businesses use the internet to pay the wages? Yes, and there would still be some documentary evidence, just that in this, in this case it would be in electronic form. So that's okay still? You don't need the actual paper? No, but you could print out the electronic documents if you must have the paper document as evidence. The point is this, the data in the reports is reliable if it can be traced to the original documentation. And it does not matter if it is electronic or manual. It does matter that the document exists to ensure the data in the reports is reliable for stakeholders. Uh, give me an example from the balance sheet. Uh, the truck in the balance sheet would be verified by a checkbot or invoice. Another example could be the loan contract to verify the loan. And another example could be creditor invoices, checkbots and credit notes to verify the creditor's balance. Impressive. Look, the reports are reliable if the information can be traced back to the documents. So reliability is all about documents, is that it? Well, that's the most important aspect of reliability. However, the reports also need to be accurate to meet the reliability test. This means the report should not contain errors or omissions. So can you think of any examples to do with accuracy and omissions? Um, calculating depreciation accurately. Good. Uh, can you think of some other examples? 
uh, transcribing the data accurately from the adjusted trial balance to the report. Yeah, that's a good example. An example of an omission could be, say, forgetting to include accrued wages in the calculation of wages expense. You get the picture. Reliability is all about being able to trace the data in the reports to its documentary evidence and that the reports do not contain errors or omissions. There is one other aspect of reliability that I want you to be aware of. What's that, sir? Well, look, sometimes the reports contain estimations, and estimations work to reduce reliability. What do you mean, sir? What estimations? Well, think about the income statement. Can you think of any items in the income statement that may be affected by estimations? No. Uh, wait, yes. Depreciation involves estimations. Good example. Depreciation is an expense. And in calculating depreciation, estimations are used. Estimated useful life and estimated residual value of the asset. Yes, so depreciation is a good example of an item in the income statement which is a result of estimations, and estimations reduce the reliability of the reports. Look, there are other examples. Such as? The one I'm thinking of now, we've already covered. Think stock cards. Stock cards. Um... Well, look, how do we determine the cost price of the stock sold in the stock cards? We use FIFO. So FIFO is another example of an estimation? Yes, FIFO assumes the stock is sold on a first-in, first-out basis. And this may not match the actual way stock is sold. FIFO is an estimation and this impacts on the cost of goods sold, hence gross and net profits. FIFO and depreciation are both examples of income statement items that reduce the reliability of the reports. Good, and in, look, in Unit 4, we do cover other income statement items that are the result of estimations. Well, these include stock write-downs and profit or loss on the disposal of non-current assets, but more about that later in the year. I think I understand the qualitative characteristic of reliability now, sir. I think there are three others to learn as well. Is that right? Yes, check out the other podcasts.